joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Gerald Borgay and Espo, and I just I just want to put this out to the chat. Like mm-hmm. if two, if you saw two people on this set right now mm-hmm. singing Britney Spears before mm-hmm. the show, which two would you think it was? And which one would you think it was lame? Like, which which one thought it was lame that two of them were well, singing Britney Spears? We'll see what the chat says. Uh, no hello, governor, today? No, not today. That's reserved for royal funeral days only? Oh, oh no. Did, did I really do that? <laughs> yes. No way. <laughs> oh, dear. My bad. <laughs> I did not read the room. <laughs> I think you read it perfectly, quite frankly. Yes. <laughs> Okay, look, look, look. Espo and Gerald singing. Girth too shy for singing. Chelsea says lame. Ain't nothing lame about Britney Spears. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. It shocked me too, you guys. It was me and Espo getting down on some Britney Spears, having a little duo action over here. Mm -hmm. And Gerald was like, oh my God. I I can't believe this is what I had to come back to. He said, it feels so good to be back. I'm just trying to save my voice. Oh yeah, that's what it is. I don't have the range today. let's talk about that, (laughs) huh? (laughs) Let's spill the tea on that one. Today's just a poo-poo on Gerald. (laughs) Gerald can't sing Britney Spears. And mm-hmm. he can't show up to our show yesterday, mm-hmm. but he appears on another Suns podcast. Do we need to talk? <laughs> Do we need to? I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, rest your voice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come in. Mm-hmm. All that green chili damaged your vocal cords. I get it. it did. And then I hear you on. <laughs> there is such a thing as pre-recorded uh, episodes. Oh, yeah, guys. Sure, is. <laughs> sure. I see how it is, Borgay. I think you owe us a Britney Spears solo now. I'm just saying. Give me. Let me get my. My pipes back, and then we'll no, 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 Gerald, no, no. Gerald, Come on, you drive Gerald. me crazy. Right. Stop it. <laughs> do it, Gerald. Don't, do it. I'm not doing it. Do it, Gerald. I don't do have it. the vocal range. You got to give me a few days. <laughs> do I? You guys were singing. You were belting it out. It was great. Have it you didn't heard me sound sing good. Train Machine Tuesday? Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> You'd probably sound better than me, even with half a voice. I'm just saying. The anyway. good, th- the good thing is, if we sung it. Uh, YouTube wouldn't be able to tag us for copyright That's infringement right. because you wouldn't be able to tell what song it was. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. We're happy to have you here. We got a lot of sun stuff to talk about today. Uh, maybe a few bones to pick. I don't know. Maybe some flowers to give out. We shall see. Maybe. But first and foremost, uh, Draymond Green is the latest player to share thoughts on the Robert Sarver situation. So, He went on his podcast and shared that the punishment that was handed down is just not in line with what the NBA stands for. Let's hear more from Draymond. I do think it's absolutely insane that Robert Sarvis is going to receive a one-year ban and $10 million fine and just return to the sidelines next year and return to the building next year. It actually goes against everything that the NBA stands for. The NBA stands for inclusion. The NBA stands for diversity. The NBA definitely stands against bigotry and racism. And I commend Adam Silver, our commissioner, and the entire staff at the league office for the stands that they have taken over the years. I don't think there's been any other organization 
or a league that supports their players like the NBA supports us. But for everything that the NBA stands against and stand for, this report that came out last week is the total opposite of everything that the NBA stands for. And so to think that someone like Robert Sarver that's acting in that manner can continue to represent us, that's bullshit. You can't continue to represent way more people than yourself with those views, with speaking to people the way he did, with treating um, African-Americans and women the way he has. That's not okay. So that was a lot from Draymond, and I highly recommend listening to the entire podcast because obviously he did share more than just the minute and 30 second or so clip we were able to share with you guys. But within it, he also shared praise for the stands that the NBA and Adam Silver have taken over the years, but that this outcome fell short of what it should be. What do you guys feel about the way that Draymond addressed the situation? Well, I think it's exactly what needed to be said and what needs to continue to be said. I mean, it's it died down over the weekend. It wasn't much going on yesterday with the situation, but Draymond brought it right back to the top of, of discussion, as did, uh, to give them credit, ESPN Daily today as well went 38 minutes with Windhorse and Pablo Torre doing a deep dive into it as well. This discussion shouldn't end. Players should speak out like this. Draymond went as far to say, I'm asking there be a vote at where – uh, which uh, he said he also wants the results published, shared mm-hmm. in what the owners vote. I think that definitely should be the case, that if the NBA should push for a vote of the owners, if that's the only way that the correct action in many people's minds can be, uh, then that should take place and that vote should be made public so people know where you stand. Do you stand with the players? Do you stand with the employers or do you stand with a fellow billionaire? And, you know, the disgraced future former owner of the Phoenix Suns deserves to have that happen and have those results be seen. We need to know uh, where people stand on this from an ownership perspective. Right. And that was the disappointing part of going back to Adam Silver's press conferences when he was asked where did that, did you guys seriously consider removing Robert Sarver? And he said, no, it's a kind of complicated process to go about that. So it was never, it never even reached that stage. Okay, that's fine. But like, we need some transparency as far as whose side you're on, like who would vote to keep Robert Sarver in and why. And obviously the owners are never going to submit that type of information themselves. But if you're a player in this league and you're looking at the things that Robert Sarver has said, if you're a woman in sports who works for the league and you're looking at some of the things that Robert Sarver said and did during his time in charge, you want to know if your owner would actually have your back or not. If your owner is okay with someone being at their same level of ownership in the league, having done those things, like he brings up a very good point that this is not what the NBA says that it stands for. And yet they're willing to just suspend this guy for a year and then let him come back. Like that's not having the players backs. That's not having their employees backs at all. So yeah, let's see where you stand. Let's, let's get a vote. Let's make these things more transparent and find out where you actually stand. The interesting thing that was brought up is a lot of people compare this to the Donald Sterling situation, but 
The Donald Sterling situation never reached where the owners had to vote to remove mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. His wife got him deemed incompetent and sold the team without his uh, without his approval on it because she had power of attorney. That's how that that ended. So revisionist history remembers that as Adam Silver saying he's out of the league and as if there was some vote, but there never was. Mm -hmm. So this could be a very unique situation where maybe we actually see the owners vote in one way or another on that issue and uh I, i'd be very interested to see where where it all lays out yeah bees in the chat said this is why i like nba players having the option to have media platforms to speak openly and call for accountability pretty cool by draymond and i agree entirely i think this is one of the things that is so unique about just our world today is that we all have access to some sort of a public platform, if you will. And if you are somebody in a position of great popularity or limelight, you can use your voice to make a legitimate change around pretty much anything mm -hmm. that you really put your mind to by just using it. And well, Draymond does that here perfectly. And I would love to see more people come out and say exactly what he said. I think if you see more players pushing ownership to take action instead of pushing the NBA to do more, then maybe it could help. Yeah. And that brings me to a thought, and I'd love both of you to weigh in on this too, but to me, it feels like it's time for Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton as players to share their perspective in this conversation because we've heard the players' union, Chris Paul, LeBron, now Draymond, uh, and more importantly, I think it's time for Monty Williams and James Jones to say something. I don't feel like waiting a week until uh, until media day is is the proper course of action here. I understand it in trying to get your ducks in a row, but to me, the sooner the better, I think, in terms of them speaking out and sharing their thoughts on the subject. I understand what you're saying. I would like to hear from them in advance but i do think there is a certain advantage to not just having your ducks in a row and coordinating with everyone tackling it as a team how do we want to approach this as a team on a public front but also the national organized audience that they're going to have on monday because as much as tweeting something out is going to grab attention and it's it's something that i was happy that chris paul did it's also like by not saying anything until media day, they're going to have everyone's gaze. They're going to have everyone's attention. They're going to have that national spotlight. And if they do take advantage of that, I think that could be a powerful moment. If they don't, it's going to be a huge disappointment. If they go with the just, we're going to stick to basketball type thing, that's going to be a huge disappointment. And I will share your kind of your sentiment that they should have said something but I, I just I don't know what approach they're going to take. So until I hear what they have to say, I understand waiting until they have all the national cameras on them, all the local coverage fixated on them to make their statement. I, I get it. But I also I want the impassioned plea like Draymond's was coming from the heart. This is what I think. This is what I feel. This wasn't. I ran it through six PR people. Here's the the perfectly polished response that I think we need to have. Like, I, I don't think that's what they're doing, though. I, I hope it's not because I don't want to hear 
hear that, whether it's we're just here to focus on basketball and it's a very polished or we stand together and for employees. I, I want to hear passionate. This is what I believe. This is why it's not right if that's the way they so choose to speak. And mm-hmm. I, I think that has more more impact when you get it like that. No, and I, I totally agree. But I, I think I don't think it's a matter of running it through PR. I think it's more of this team has always approached things having a team discussion. Like it's always been Monty asking the players what they want to do, how they want to tackle something. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case here. And I don't, I mean, do we even know if everyone is in Phoenix yet at this point? Because Devin Booker was on tour, you know, shooting shots during a Jack Harlow concert like a few nights ago. So I don't, I don't know if anyone's intent, not to say that that, should take precedence at all. Jared, there's these things called cell phones or airplanes. I understand that. I understand that. But when they're jet setting like that, you know that they're not on the same schedule that you or I are on. No, agreed. In in many ways, Gerald, in many ways. I see both both of y'all's points on this situation. Um, I do think there's a way that you could have done both, right? You could have put out a statement like Chris Paul did and then – take some time, put out a curated statement, right? That allows you the opportunity to really pick and choose your words when you do it in a written format. And then take some time over the next handful of days and weeks before media day to really formulate your thoughts to say out loud. Because that's always the hardest part of things like this is that if you take time to really write out what you want to get across, sometimes it's a lot easier than to say those words out loud without fumbling, without being misunderstood or misspeaking or anything of that sort. And I think if you do both, it's even more impactful. Yeah. Uh, And maybe, again, speculation, but maybe they thought the Chris Paul statement along with the Players Association statement was enough until media day to make a larger statement together. and, And so be it. I just, it's another week. And and do you lose the impactfulness? Is there, I you know, I don't know. I, I think people just want to be, have their faith <clears throat> rewarded in, in something right now, and I think that's what they're waiting for. For sure, and I understand that again, but I do think there is a certain power to nobody knowing what they're going to do or say, and if they have a plan of action, if they have something of definitive statement that they're going to come out with on Monday – I think it will be more powerful and more impactful if they don't tip their hand in advance and if they show a united front and do it together, I think that makes a stronger stance. Not that I'm saying that I know that this is happening or that it's going to happen. I hope that it does. There's a chance that this all could just be they're not saying anything because they're not going to say anything, Mm -hmm. which would be majorly disappointing for all of us. But at the same time, there is that advantage of waiting until – that moment when everyone's going to be watching to make your statement, make your stance. And we should also note that like, it's easy for us to say they should come forward and say something now when we don't know what they're deliberating behind the scenes. And they are the ones that if they are going to sit out games or take a, an even stronger stance or whatever, they're probably a having those conversations now behind the scenes and B they're the ones bearing the brunt of that risk. So yeah. it's easy for us to sit here and pontificate about what they should or should not be doing. But at the same time, like this doesn't affect our livelihood if 
they do something like well, that. Technically, it does if they don't play games. Well, yeah, I guess that's. I guess <laughs> it that's does true. kind of. But <laughs> we'll still come up with stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, don't worry. I I understand that point, and I think that's fair. And quite frankly, the most impactful thing they could do is all of them not showing up to media day and calling their own media day somewhere else, saying we refuse to participate in this until uh, until some actions taken. That would be more impactful than anything mm-hmm. uh, that you could do with an online statement for sure or, or a guest spot on some show. So, so you're right there. I mean, there is some power in it. And I think impatience is part of this, right? Because mm-hmm. we, it was almost a full year after the, the initial article came out uh, and then now the report that, that justified it. I think that's part of this is it feels sure. like this has been a forever kind of I thing. also think that it be being dragged out this long it starts to like doubt starts to creep into your mind right are mm-hmm. you are we sure they're even going to say anything at all mm-hmm. how am i going to feel how are these people who were harmed in this situation going to feel if chris paul's tweet is the only thing we get mm-hmm. like i think that's what like this time this this couple of weeks in between I think that's creating more chaos and uncertainty and anxiety in a lot of people's minds because it's like, if that happens, I don't even know how I'm going to feel. Well, I mean, it's it's just it's Chris Paul's statement is all we've gotten from the players. We get the you know the team lawyers basically saying and and the disgraced uh, lawyers <clears throat> saying, oh, we were vindicated. Uh, you know that's and only one sponsor has had the intestinal fortitude to stand up and say we don't want to be involved in this that's where the doubt creeps and that's why you know it, there's a lot of different things here and and i get it from from a, a lot of fans why that would be such a big deal i do want to bring up one other thing you uh we talked about kind of player empowerment and the ability to to be able to speak out and, and say whatever uh that's on your mind and draymond used that uh for good here and uh, one of our uh, girthlings in the chat said something to the extent of, oh, Draymond, the guy who, you know, kicks people and da, da, da. Sometimes it doesn't matter who the messenger is if the message is on point. That was the case here. But the downside of, uh, uh, of this players having uh, this open forum is what we saw with Anthony Edwards. He says something that winds up being, you know, is, is a – you know, derogatory towards, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community. And he only gets a $40,000 fine today. And the NBA doesn't even mention what it's for. You know, they just say, you know, derogatory comments. That's not acceptable either. Like, I don't want, I don't want anybody to think this is one side of the fence kind of thing. But the difference is he's not in charge of, of multiple people. He was not doing this to a subordinate. This was not a pattern over 20 years. What you hope is Anthony Edwards being a very young man in Minnesota has this happen and learns the error of his ways, you know, and, and changes uh, in his approach and then doesn't have 20 years of, of evidence later on uh, of repeating the same kind of behavior. And I saw that a lot on like, well, if you mm-hmm. say this, you got to say it about that Minnesota Timberwolves play. Well, right. not only that, but there was a comment in the chat that said there's not much outcry about that incident. And then also the Miles Bridges situation. I don't know what your timeline looks yeah, like, what? but that was nothing but outcry for many, many days after both of those situations happened on my timeline. So maybe just... um 
expand the following a little bit more to reach people who are speaking out about these type of things. And no, we didn't talk about those two things on this particular show because we typically try to stay majority sons related mm-hmm. or general NBA stuff that could in some way affect the sons. Occasionally we do get a little outside the realm of sons related topics, but typically we don't. Right. But rest assured that everyone on this entire group, everyone in this entire company does not agree and thinks that both those yeah. situations were atrocious as well. He shouldn't play another game in the NBA. Miles Bridges I should be banned much. from this league but in don't, 100%. But don't get it twisted just because we feel that way about, you know, what Anthony Edwards did, what Miles Bridges did, which are very separate things. I'm not here for the whataboutism either because that's what this continue mm-hmm. they continually be brought up like as as a shifting away from the Sarver conversation. All of these things can be true at the same time. Yep. And just because we're not talking about Anthony Edwards and Miles Bridges, who have no affiliation with the Suns, which this is a Suns podcast, does not mean that we feel one way or the other. Yeah. Like, we're all pretty united in how we feel about what Anthony Edwards said and definitely about what Miles Bridges did and what the punishment should be for those types of things. Well, and the reason why a lot of these people didn't see the outcry is because they don't care. They're just throwing that out as, right. well, here, what – you know, like you said, what about ism? What about this? It's not the same thing. So, and to be quite honest with you, um, I personally would not be able to talk about every single terrible thing that somebody associated with the NBA did <clears throat> on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like, my mental health cannot handle that. No. Um, so if it's not sons really, like this last week took a major toll on all of us. If it's not sons related, I quite literally <laughs> cannot handle talking about all of those things on a regular basis on this show because I would have a complete and utter breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. It's just a lot. But I digress. Uh, this was great to hear from Draymond. We are still going to sit and wait and see um, what else comes down the pipelines. Hopefully we'll hear something um, from the Suns at Media Day or see something. And of course, we'll keep you posted if anything else kind of comes to light in the next handful of days between these two moments. Okay, I need a break. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you guys about this really cool thing that happened to our friend Derek here at PHNX last night. I don't know if I'm happy or um, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm super jealous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, Derek won, what was it? A thousand dollars. Derek won $1,000 on underdog fantasy yesterday. And I'm super jealous. Cause I think it was like a $50. It was a $50 bet. Yeah. yeah a $50 entry yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm, and he yeah. won a thousand dollars. You guys, I'm so jealous. And <laughs> if you are not familiar with underdog, uh, let me tell you about it because it is the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season underdog fantasy and their pick'em games so basically you just look for your favorite or your least favorite player stats you pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry and whether you think they'll you think they'll end up with either a higher or lower total than that stat in this week's game and if you get all your picks right like Derek did yesterday you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night mm-hmm. so it's a lot of fun makes uh, watching games even more enjoyable. And then you just get to like brag and flex on your friends a little bit with your pickums when you post about it on social media. I couldn't allow Derek to have all the fun. So I have a chance to win five grand tonight. Oh, wow. On the uh, five, five grand tonight. Oh, my God. On the gosh. underdog fantasy app. And I, uh, I had already won 500 a week ago. 
So I'm letting some of that ride to okay. see if I can win five grand on the higher or lower uh, pitch count totals on uh, five guys tonight in Major League Baseball. So Derek's not the only one that's going to win some cash here. <laughs> five grand. It's I coming. hope you win all of it. I, I would be a little bit upset if you won all of it, mostly just because I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, it's jealousy for sure. Right. Um, because I feel like you've hit big. On quite a few of our sponsor sites lately, and I'm just like, you gotta live large if you want to win large. Uh, how many? Right? How many Monroe's hot chicken is that, Gerald? It's oh, a lot. that's so many. You it's guys. like what, fifteen? Yeah, ten bucks each. If I win five grand tonight, uh-huh. Monroe's chicken for you. Yes, <laughs> let's go, Espo. Now I'm invested. What does Lindsay oh, get? Oh boy. <laughs> Beanie for Lindsay. Yes. What do I get? Yes. Mustache wax for Shane. I already have that. Extra mustache wax for Shane. I'll take it. Oh, um, you can search in the app store or click the link in our show notes to find Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up with the promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you guys get even more money to have some fun with. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX to get in on the action today. Also, we joked about this yesterday. Espo didn't find it funny, but Shane did. Mm. Herm Edwards is officially out. ASU has a new coach. And if you guys come out to our Four Peaks tailgate this Saturday, you can either celebrate or commiserate with like-minded people. And $50 will get you access to an all-you-can-eat buffet, two Four Peaks beers, and a free ride to the stadium, plus our PHNX Sun Devil guys, all three of them who are hanging out behind the cameras <laughs> right now, making funny faces at us, are going to be there. They're going to be playing Cornhole, Jenga, Connect Four. I think they're the giant ones, right? All these ga- all uh, these games? No, they're actually super mini. Oh, even better. <laughs> Extra tiny. Even better. Um, I'm going to so try to get a beer bong for us, too. This could be like a double win because you guys could serve some of those boys some L's mm-hmm. and then also have a great time at Four Peaks. Guess who else is going to be out there? Are you going to be out there? This guy's oh, nice. going to be out there, too. <laughs> is Gerald going to be there? I might make an appearance. Oh, my gosh. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure my liver will thank me, but I will be out there having fun. Espo, you want to do a shoey? I, does it have to be your shoe? No, it can be yours. We can both do our own shoes. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll see what I can do. If you, it, I may it, bring an extra shoe. I don't want to walk around with that beer so chew. If if we get three people to come up to us and cite this clip, I will do a shoey for you. Oh Ew. man, three? That's Deal. it. That, you, oh, you that's do it. Three people that you work do it here, out though. of the shoe that you're wearing. Yes. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm disgusting. I'm a dirty little pig boy, Lindsay. <laughs> I really hope three you of you guys listening right now go do that because and please record it and send it to me because <sighs> I need to see it. Uh, click the link in our show notes to sign up. Just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Like, maybe not from a shoe, but, you know, whatever. I don't you know. Can, you, can do a, you can do a shoey responsibly. Can you? Yeah, you can. Get You're br- drinking it out of a dirty shoe. At well, that point, it doesn't have to be a dirty shoe. If, if you do it not out of a dirty shoe, then it's responsible. You're going to ruin a pair of clean Gross. shoes? Well, I may you know, go Gerald, to shut up, Gerald. I may go to Walmart questions. and buy a shoe. So it's uh, not out of my actual dirty shoe. It's so gross. (laughs) Okay, anyway, let's move on before I literally throw up here. Bleacher Report has started its, quote, contenders or pretenders conversation for teams around the league. And dun, 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 the Suns have officially been dubbed a pretender. Surprise, surprise. Now listen, 
they did share arguments for both sides. You guys want me to tell you what their arguments were? Yeah, no, let's... I don't want to hear any <laughs> shitty arguments about why this team's a pretender. Oh, what, yes, about a, what about a contender? Go ahead. You want to hear those arguments? Sure. Let's hear them. Okay. On the contender side of the argument, they said no team won more than the Suns' 64 games last season. Factual. The core remains largely unchanged. True. Devin Booker could make a case as a top 10 player this year Will. if Chris Paul see, or Chris Paul's workload is managed well. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he takes a bigger step. I, CP I, takes a I step like back. The, I don't think you need both of those things. I think you could be, take that step without CP3's minutes being I guess managed maybe not better. if was the word, especially yeah. oh, okay. was the word. There we go. There you I go. agree with that. Uh, Dario Saric's return will be a nice boost. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. And guys like DA, Cam J, and Mikel should, in theory, get better. Yeah. You're saying Cam Johnson, not Cam and J. No, Cam okay. Johnson. Because J ain't getting better. He ain't going to be here. So. Cam oh J. Oh, boy. So that was the contender <laughs> argument. You want to hear the pretender yeah, side of things? Yeah, let's hear it. So they, said, they, they asked quite a few questions. Okay. Can the Suns really repeat a plus 33.4 clutch time net rating again? Yes. Okay. Uh, even though that it was... More than double any other NBA team last year? Yes. You really think they can do it again? Yes. Okay. Uh, will DA be happy in Phoenix? Yes. He's got millions of dollars to make him happy. Okay. And Max, yes. Can they shake off the Game 7 collapse? Yes, because it was COVID that was uh, the problem, not the Game 7. Okay. How long can CP3 keep up his all-star form? It depends. Is he going to Germany to get that blood-spinning thing that Kobe used to do? Okay. And will the summer Kevin Durant rumors have any effect on this locker room? No, because who gives a shit? Okay, well, their conclusion is completely opposite of yours, <laughs> Espo, because they said the Suns are still going to be very good. Okay, at least we're all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. But the Aiton situation feels far from settled. Chris Paul is destined for some decline. A title window that was open the past two years could be closing if this roster doesn't make a trade. Agree or disagree? <laughs> Go ahead, Espo. You go first because <laughs> I know you've got stressed. lots to say. I just <laughs> why because they didn't get Kevin Durant. All of a sudden, a window's closing here. Like Da gets paid, and yet everybody assumes there's still some giant animosity. Like I don't. There's a lot of just assumption right now with the Suns Club, and it feels like the last over uh, periods over the last two and a half years. People just want to try to find the, the crack, the flaw, the reason why they're fake. They're not real. They're pretenders. And each time they've proven it wrong, proven it wrong. So I'm not going to, going to give up on this because it seems like the en vogue thing to do. They've proven everybody wrong multiple times. I'm not going to freak out yet. I'm going to take the opposite position. And it's not because I don't think the Suns are contenders, but I do think like are we we shouldn't be surprised like we should not be surprised at all because throughout their finals run people took the stance of continually pointing out well this player was out and this player was out and Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard and all this other shit and then last year they stormed through the league 64 wins and got absolutely embarrassed that may have been one of the most embarrassing playoff losses in NBA history not just in Phoenix Suns history which it easily was but in NBA history, I yes. cannot remember a team that was expected to compete for a championship absolutely shitting the bed in game seven of a second round playoff series quite like that. I've never seen anything like that. And like you throw in the fact that, yeah, you know, Chris Paul's declining. Yeah, there's a ton of offseason drama between 
the way the whole DA thing unraveled, the Robert Sarver thing, um, Jay Crowder now. Like, I'm not surprised that people are labeling us as pretenders at all. And I think they're fair to do so until we prove them otherwise in a playoff series. I think that they're contenders, but it I don't think it's unfair to label them that way right now. You're lucky you clarified because I was ready to unload. <laughs> I know you were. But I'm glad. You were gearing up. <laughs> look, look I, get, I get that. I, I understand why you'd look at it, but I'd also argue that Game 7 loss was that battle scar that many of these young guys never had experienced in the playoffs and in a lot of ways you need before you actually are a true contender. Mm -hmm. so. And we've talked about that. We think this could be an instance where a young team that's trying to get over that championship hump takes its lumps and gets better for it. Like every great championship dynasty or team in the past has had a similar moment like that where they look back on it like that made us better even though it sucked. Mm -hmm. I think that could be this for the Suns but I do understand why people outside of Phoenix look at us as a team that kind of maybe missed its best window to win a title. <laughs> Lindsay's already sick of, of this. <laughs> My, uh, uh, you know what? I'll say this. At least on the same list, they have the Grizzlies listed as pretenders. It really bothers me that they've got the Nuggets listed as contenders. Mm-hmm. But the Heat are in here as pretenders as well. So I, I think I would be more pissed if they had the Grizzlies as contenders and the Suns as pretenders. I think I'd be more pissed because it seems like those two teams seem to get lumped together yeah. quite a bit just because of the nature of how they kind of yeah. both the trajectory both of them were on in the timeline and everything. Right. So I feel a little better knowing that. At least they're not just straight up throwing shade at the Suns. I do question if the Suns will be able to pull off those clutch time minute performances last year because some of them were legitimately like mm -hmm. historic feeling kind of moments, right? Not something that's easily repeatable. Right. Um, I do think the Game 7 meltdown can create a little bit of a... Not necessarily a chemistry mm -hmm. issue, but just an uncertainty Maybe it questions your trust in your teammates a little bit mm. in those big time moments. I don't think I would rate them fully as pretenders, though. Right. Is there a category in the middle? Can we can um, I ride the fence? It's the prove it, the prove it category, because <laughs> I, I feel like what they're saying by labeling us pretenders is not all that different from what we said at the end of the regular season when we said we don't this team could win 75 games next year and we wouldn't give a shit unless it comes with a title at the end. Like, don't talk to us until it's playoff time. Yeah, but pretender is such saying. a harsh word. I mean, I come get, on. I get I'm it. I'm talking about the I'm word context <laughs> itself, not the meaning behind it, Gerald. Yeah. Nobody reads I'm, these things for the meaning behind it. I mean, if I had to wager, I would I would say they're a contender, but I understand they are in a prove it category. Like this time it's prove it time right now. Isn't twenty nine yeah. aren't twenty nine teams in a prove it category Absolutely. if you didn't win yeah, last year? For I mean, sure. I mean, I guess, but maybe not the Bucks because they won two years ago. <laughs> That's fair. If you have a recent <laughs> title mate. So yeah. twenty eight, twenty seven teams in that <laughs> in that prove it category. There. You know what I like though? Yeah. Dallas doesn't even make their list. They're not worth <laughs> telling you if they're a contender or a pretender. They're just not on the list. So yeah. I'm sure they'll eventually come I'm petty out as it. Which I don't know. Yeah. But they didnn't make it in part one. Right. 
So I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse about what happened. <laughs> last do you think year, there's but... a part? Do you do you think there's a part two to this where what it just they gets do down every to, single team? To, where it just gets down yeah, to no, pretender, that's... pretender, pretender? Like yeah, no, those are the kings. I don't think I don't a, know. I don't think there's a part two on that. <laughs> That you don't, like, no. not at all? Well, no, because contender, pretender is normally just for, like, the top, the top teams that yeah. could be in the Okay, combo. well, at least we're in the top teams conversation. Uh, the next one, that's... shitty or really shitty? We, Let's try now. We went from expecting a title to at least we're in the contender and pretenders article. <laughs> we made it. We made it, Mom. We're in the contender and pretender article. Oh, Listen, man. we've been through it, you guys. We'll, I'm going to grasp on to whatever we can hold on to, okay? Yeah. Count our blessings. Be thankful we're not the Sun Kings anymore, okay? <laughs> Speaking of contenders and pretenders, we talked <laughs> this is a total audible. You don't expect this. Oh boy. But we talked about this on yesterday's show. Our hashtag voting. Oh dear God. We took such a beating for those four. So right now I'm gonna ask you in the chat. This is simple. Only you get a vote because screw anybody else that's not watching right now. Uh sorry if you watch later. <laughs> we still love but, you. Uh, should we make Valley owned our hashtag this year? It was one that didn't make the list, but came up in conversation. Uh, tell us in the chat if you want that one. As did, in, as in, fans own this team. Valley owned. So I'm, ex I'm assuming. Did we we explain the hashtags on the yeah, show? We took okay. a beat. Well, I said them out loud. We, we took a beat down though. People were like, "Can we get a better list? These suck." What? So, yeah, well, I mean, if you could come up with a better list, that's feel what free. we said. <laughs> and then I inadvertently came up with my own better potential better option that people liked. In I don't Valley think owned, people even so. like this one either. Valley owned. Yeah, I still my favorite is still unhappy on the farm because I feel that's like cool. it encapsulates where we all are right now. But I mean, if you guys can come up with better, please. <laughs> How about just hashtag the disgraced? Disgrace, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, so, so I'm done. We don't need a hashtag. Let's just watch basketball. That's there so we go. Negative. Let's just watch basketball. <laughs> That's the hashtag. So. Oh man. Um, yeah, Marky, Marky, thank you for being so kind with your your words. Maybe keep Maybe trying. Maybe keep trying, but it's not a bad idea. <laughs> hashtag pretenders. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. I'm glad we're all in such a. Uh, I would like great mind state. I want something kind of vague, like sport, hashtag sports or hashtag basketball. So you can just put that at the end of every single tweet. <laughs> hashtag sport. There I mean, we go. Oh boy. I ain't mad at that. Let's do it. I just hashtag. I just hope you have fun. Hashtag no title. <laughs> oh, we don't have one. No title. That's me. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. No, I'm done. You people don't deserve a hashtag. You get no hashtag. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, we don't get a hashtag, but you guys can get some really good deals last minute on tickets if you use game time. <laughs> it is the hottest new ticket site. Uh, that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. So it's great for procrastinators out there or those who like to be spontaneous and just plan at the drop of a hat. It's a really great option. And if you love PHNX, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us great is by option. buying your tickets through the link in the description. Also, as well, you told us one time that they have like insurance almost, if you will, yeah. right? 110% back if you find a cheaper ticket. Yeah. 
So you, you really can't go wrong so when what, you use game So what time. you could do is you buy them on game time, go to a third-party selling site, list them at a lower... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that that would make... That's just a lot of work. That's a lot <laughs> of know? work. I was like, listen, I got all the deals for you, all the loopholes. Let me just say. No, but honestly, game time is great even for concerts and stuff. You don't need to, uh, you know, worry about, oh, am I going to get the best deal? Oh, are tickets available? You go mm -hmm. there, you hit it up. Uh, I think I'm going to buy my ticket, my my wife some tickets to uh, Mark Broussard, who's coming uh, in November on there. There's uh, just a lot of good options. So check it out. Okay, so, so far we've got... Um, hashtag transition, hashtag enjoy the journey, hashtag prove it, hashtag like don't need it. no stinking hashtag. I like that one. How about hashtag Lindsay's trapped in the transformation center? <laughs> we can just go with the world's longest uh, hashtag. Um, I kind of like prove it. Yeah, prove it. But nah, never mind. Nope, nope, nope. nope hashtag nope. window wide open, <laughs> hashtag death valley. Flaming ballers. That's an old reference to an old podcast. Oh, so. I see. Oh. <clears throat> well, hashtag I mean, death keep, keep on coming, you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> hashtag how did Gen Z use hashtags? <laughs> That's a great question. All right. Um, I don't know, but you know, maybe here, Espo, I got a plan for you. Mm. Tonight. This is your homework. Okay? okay. You're gonna go home tonight. You're gonna dabble in some OGs. You're going to zen out. You're mm. going to do some meditation. You're going to free your mind, your creative thoughts, and then it'll just come to you like a light bulb. It'll be like one of those moments where like the gates of heaven open up and you hear that angelic music. <laughs> oh, and it's like, there it is. Hashtag. There it is. What? That would be like the worst epiphany ever. That <laughs> all I got out of it was here's a hashtag that people might like. Or will likely crap on you for. Why do I keep getting homework on this show? I've got to design a shoe. I've got to get high and come up with a hashtag. Like Cause somebody's got to do it, and Lord knows Gerald and I are not. <laughs> Poor thing. Sounds like a lot of work. It is. It's just, he has to get high. Bless his heart. <laughs> come up with a hashtag. It's difficult stuff. Oh. I mean, as you could tell. People hate really hard. Like, yeah. almost because you didn't have the OGs included in it. I think that's why. To be fair, Gerald and I came up with two of those first four. Yeah, that wasn't you guys all hated me. as well. Hashtag suck it. I'm still I don't know if you guys, if you guys really want to help with this creative process, you could also get your hands on some OGs by entering our flavoring life sweepstakes, where one lucky winner will receive three bags of OGs, including their orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. You can sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Or if you want to be like really fast with your homework and not wait until the end of the month to see if you won the Flavoring Life sweepstakes, you can always go online at OGsBrands.com, Instagram at OGsBrands to find some OGs products, or you can find them at your local dispensary. But just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay. Shall we move on to the next topic? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next topic? Yes, sure. Okay. We've got the first part of the ESPN's NBA rank. Mm -hmm. Now, this is obviously where they rank the top 100 players in the league. And today we got 100 through 26. Mm -hmm. And we got two guys on there. We do. We do. DeAndre Ayton is ranked 51st and Mikhail Bridges is 49th. Yeah, but ESPN chose violence. Did they? Yeah. How, Why, how is Cam Johnson not a top 100 player? 
I think he's better than Kevin Love that's in there. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than Seth Curry mm-hmm. at this point. Like, I get it. Kevin Love has a has a long uh, resume that that maybe comes into play there. But I, you know, Keegan Murray's already ranked. Adam hasn't done anything in the NBA at ninety five. Like, I, I, I think Cam Johnson uh, deserves to be like ninety nine, one hundred. He's a top one hundred player. I agree with you. There's one that really bothers me that's on the list, and I'm sorry, but putting Russell Westbrook as the 65th best player in the NBA is fucking insane He's to me. He's not even the that's second insane. best point guard on his team right now. That's insane. Uh, yeah, I, so I would have Cam Johnson in the top 100, but I am interested in what you guys think about McHale and DA's placement there because I think there was some surprise when the rankings came out that Obviously, they're very close in the ranking, but that Mikhail is ahead of DA. Well, DA's expectations <clears throat> are to be a superstar, right? Because he was taken number one. So mm-hmm. he he's never living up to those when you go into these lists, mm-hmm. first off. And then you put in Mikhail being second in defensive player of the year voting. I get it. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with it? Probably not. I think DA is a better overall player. Right now, not by not by leaps and bounds, but he probably should be in the mid forties if you're putting uh, if you're putting McHale at at forty nine. But it's the optics, I think, with this one for sure. I was kind of surprised as well. I think it's close, obviously, especially when you take into account defensive impact. But that's not to say that Da is a defensive slouch either, because no. he's the second most important player in their defense behind McHale. Um, but it is interesting that McHale jumped from 66 last year to 49 this year, and DA dropped from 35 last year to 51 this year. That's um, kind of a drastic drop. I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Well, you got to take into consideration when they did this list, he was coming off that playoff run mm-hmm. that, that I mean, without him, they don't make the finals. He was dominant in a lot of ways in, in that run. So, and, and this time he's coming off of a really pedestrian showing in that Dallas series. The fact that nobody really showed a lot of interest in him on the free agent market, mm-hmm. all those kind of things come into play here. Yeah. In the know, end, it's it's some guy sitting in a room throwing names up there in the top hundred and shuffling people oh, around. Yeah. Like it's not it's not overly scientific <clears throat> on this, but right. so perception plays a huge role in it. Well, yeah. And Mikel got a lot of love last year, obviously, for what he brought defensively to this team. Um, not just from people who watch Suns games on a regular basis, but from actual national media personalities as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably plays into this a little bit. And uh, and as much as you want to say like that doesn't skew the opinion of whoever is putting a part of putting these rankings together, it absolutely will. The same way though with, with like Russell Westbrook, even though they will claim that this is based off of last year's performance and projected performances of this upcoming season, you're never going to completely not include some of the historic moments of somebody's career. Like that you're going to take that into consideration a little bit. Well, and some of it is, is biased that some people probably think, Oh, Russell Westbrook will have a bounce back year. That was a blip, not a, not something that is indicative of future performance that impacts (laughs) things too. 
I don't agree with that. <laughs> Which I but, say, have you been watching him the last yeah. five years? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally, he's the third best point guard on the Lakers right now. Yeah, that's tough. JC brings up a good point, too, that Game 7 ruined DA's reputation the most on the Suns, and it's very unfair. That could have held some weight as far as when people were talking about where DA falls on this. Well, yeah, I think it's a big reason why they're like, whoa, can DA be happy <clears throat> is that situation over? Right. Because he outwardly yelled with his coach, right? Right. I'm going to tell I'm going to pull back the curtain. I've yelled at Saul before here, not on the program, <laughs> when we're discussing business things. Because people get passionate about stuff, and sometimes that passion comes out in situations. That's what happened in Game 7. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think, I mean, there could be more <laughs> as well, but I think that's a big part of it is that was probably one of the worst professional moments for both of those guys. And and a lot of anger comes out in those kind of times. Mm -hmm. Right. But you just said the difference is you didn't do it on the program. No, no. I yell at Saul on the program all the time. Well, but I was just like making that. it clear <laughs> that I yelled at him uh, in the in the right. office as well. Not right. just not just on the show. So Right. No, I get it. I'm Would just, you like me to do it on no, the show? I'm just next saying, time? I'm yeah. just saying that's the difference <laughs> is one is in private and one was in front of millions of people. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, if the camera wasn't on them, it wouldn't have <laughs> Just in front of 30 or 28. It's the thousand. damn camera's yeah, fault it, it is. for being on. Damn you, ESPN or TNT, whichever it was on. I have, Do you know who's sandwiched in between Mikhail and DA? Uh, I do. I, I don't remember. <laughs> if I One Jamal Murray from the Denver. <laughs> if only we had Jamal Murray, we'd have three guys in a row on the list. You know who's in front of just one spot in front of Mikhail? The Suns and Four guy? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, future Phoenix Sun. <laughs> future right. Phoenix Sun. Look. Look, Jamal Murray being ranked that high after not after being gone from public view <laughs> yeah. for almost two years is is asinine to me. Like, but again, it's just <laughs> some dude making uh, making a list. Right. So yeah. these rankings live for making us mad. That no, and they work. that is the sole purpose. <clears throat> they do this because they know we'll talk about it mm -hmm. and our heads will explode because our guy wasn't ranked where we thought. So they will, they're winning. They so won. I'm I'm announcing here and now I'm going to do the top 100 media people. Oh shit! Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> I will not. I would kind of be, be interested in I that. Feel like but... I would hate having to make a list like this. I I have fun. It I've in the past when I would do lists like these, I had fun with it. But people get so angry about a certain player being ahead of a certain player that it's just not worth it at a certain point. Like, if you want to have an honest discussion with me, that's cool. But, like, people get so up in arms about it. Yeah, I don't mind an honest discussion when you put it together. And mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, and I joke that, oh, it's just some guy. There's usually a methodology to it as well. So you can kind of defend some mm -hmm. of what's going on sure. uh, in it. But, I mean, it is cumbersome to rank 100 of anything. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's not easy. Right, it's 30 different teams. Yeah. And you're basically I ranking. I mean, just look at the three of us arguing about fruit. Now, oh, could yeah. you imagine three oh. people who are passionate about a team or a league arguing about that? We would argue about how to rank the three of us. This just would take here. us like a hundred days to rank a hundred players. Could you? We'd argue for a week on the four best hosts on PHNX Suns and what rank <laughs> they go in, let alone a hundred people. Can't believe she took Mangoes number one. Yeah, That's mangoes. crazy. Mangoes are bomb. Uh, by the That's way, crazy. I. 
I took some heat when I went home. Uh, we never nice. shared that. We never shared that. Yeah, graphic. we will. You know what we should start doing is putting the poll in the YouTube and letting the live voters vote on who had the best. Yeah, we should we should do that we near do the that end of the show. Yeah, because to hell with all these people <clears throat> on Twitter that keep telling me I suck. So <laughs> I just don't understand. Charles said, shaking my head, terrible. Apples didn't go top three. Apples are not a top three fruit. No, they're yeah. just not. No. It's not even a top three juice. Apples are definitely a top 15 fruit, though. Yes, they Maybe. are. Maybe. Bananas are, too. I'm so mad about the bananas. Okay. I was torn between bananas and apples near the end. I apologize. I overlooked bananas. I will admit that. You all have overlooked the banana. Bananas are a top 15 fruit. No, they're not. Yes, they <laughs> oh, my God. End the show. <laughs> Put them on Cheerios. Sugar. That's some good shit. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> did you guys know that right now new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and I get did. $200 in free bets if they do? I did. No that's, fake social security uh, numbers. Though. That's over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. So right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on footwear, football anywhere else? Football. I mean, honestly, that's a great question. Why would you do that? <laughs> and to make things even sweeter, it's you like can throw down on stuff. <laughs> I know. I was like, am I supposed to respond? Once or? <laughs> per game day, all season long. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that is. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it, literally, it's like DraftKings is just wanting to give you money. DraftKings want to give you money. They yeah. do, but yeah. only when you use the promo code PHNX. PHNX, yeah. Because that promo code gets you access to a lot of these cool things. Oh, yes, and it does. It helps us out as well. It does. So it's Keep literally the on, a win win you know? situation. I love that Lindsay started to go really slow, full well, knowing that ASU needs a studio. And she's like, <laughs> I'm just going to make them sweat. Oh, I'm just, dear. I'm just, I'm here for a good time. That's all. <laughs> Just see it for a great time. And a long time. And a long time. <laughs> time code that there. Uh, uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I am officially done doing picks of the week for a hot minute because it was a garbage pick. Espo, mm -hmm. do you have a pick of the week over pick, on the Jockeying Sportsbook app? I'm going to say this. Pick ASU this weekend. Okay. okay. ASU Moneyline? Take the money line. Ooh. Bet, bet on the, <laughs> hey, we're excited that that one guy left and this new guy's here. They'll get that one uh, bounce back win before things uh, return to status quo. We so. have a good hashtag. You want to know our hashtag? What's that? Hashtag why not us? There's plenty of reasons. <laughs> no, there ain't. <laughs> go, go look at the film against Eastern Michigan, wow. and that's one of them. But I will give them the uh, moral victory, the the bounce back. We're excited when against Utah this weekend. I don't think that's a bad bet because usually you do have like a little extra added boost of energy and a little bit of frustration. Yeah. And if you want to well. hear the conversation around why you would, you can hear it in four minutes on the PHNX Sunnival show. There more like more like 10 because we're not out of here yet. Yeah, I'm not done. <laughs> get us, get Stop me out of here. Me, Shane. I don't appreciate it. Get me this. out of here. I got to be on Locked On soon. <laughs> I will play the baby. Get out! <laughs> I will play the baby noises. <laughs> baby noises. That was a good one, Gerald. Thank I'll you. I had one. to... Had to do it. Okay, thank You're you guys me. for tuning in. We appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. Same time as always. 
Of course, if you can't join us live, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform. Just make sure you rate, review, and subscribe because it helps us a lot. Also, before you leave, make sure you hit that like button on YouTube. It helps a whole bunch. Until we see you next time, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. It's Brittany, bitch. hey <laughs> He did it, Call you guys. Callback joke. He did it, you guys. <laughs> Callback joke. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Adam Silver, MBA. You have 358 days left to take care of your uh, disgraced for, future former owner of the Phoenix Suns problem. Ahoy, ahoy. Pass the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat, get involved.